Hey, I'm Tyler with the Sports Stop. You're here to listen to me talk about sports, right? Okay, let's talk. Let's jump right into it. We have our week 13 takeaways from NFL Sunday. So obviously we do this every single Monday. We go through our top three takeaways and we kind of break down the little micro topics inside of the macro topics that we have. So we have two topics that are from the one o'clock window games and then we have the uh, four o'clock window game uh, topic. But we are also going to have an additional topic today. So four topics. So let's jump right into it. So starting off with one of the one o'clock window games, we have the Vikings edging out the Jets in Minneapolis. So obviously the Minnesota Vikings beat the New York Jets 27 to 22 in a close fashion. As the game came down to the wire, the Vikings defense made a crucial stop on fourth down. Now, part of me wants to give credit to the Jets or sorry, the Vikings, but a lot of it goes on the Jets wide receiver. Obviously, if you didn't see the game, it came down to the wire as the Jets had a couple plays to win it um, in the Vikings red zone, and they just couldn't do it. With the last play of the game coming down to the absolute wire, Mike White threw a very, very nice pass to wide receiver Braxton Berrios, and Braxton Berrios just simply dropped it. Now, the Vikings' coverage was decent, but I would say 7 out of 10 receivers in the NFL make that catch. And I would say Braxton Berrios, 7 out of 10 times, will make that catch. He just, he he didn't have a hand on the ball and didn't get it. It was an easy slant route, and it was kind of textbook football in the red zone, and he just, he dropped it. Um, so... Minnesota had a chance potentially to go down and win it, but not really. Um, even if the Jets scored, they probably would have. They probably would have lost. Um, but obviously, it was a great game. Um, one of the key matchups everybody wanted to see this week was Sauce Gardner on the Jets taking on Justin Jefferson. Now we didn't see a lot of that, but we did see a little bit of it, and Sauce Gardner did look very good against Justin Jefferson. So if you're a Jets fan, you got to feel really good about Sauce Gardner going up against potentially the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, So Justin Jefferson had a good game, not great game. Yardage-wise, he didn't have anything crazy, but you're going against Sauce Gardner, and you're kind of the focal point of every defensive game plan. So you can't have over 100-something yards every week, so... That is my takeaway for the Jets and Vikings, obviously. Um, Another note on the Jets and Vikings game, the Vikings also just won the NFC North, so they are officially in the playoffs. So congrats to the Vikings and all you fans. Next up, battle for the NFC wild card. So these two teams are, you know, in the wild card, you know, race. Uh, They still are. And it is the New York Giants who took on the Washington Commanders, also in the 1 o'clock window. And they tied. They actually tied 20-20. to Neither team could win it in overtime. 
Um, obviously, the Giants came very close. Um, kicker Graham Gano for the Giants actually missed the game, the game-winning, you know, expiring field goal. Um, it just came up short. He was he was dead on target. It just it was it was a little bit short. It was like a fifty-five yard field goal, something like that. It was it was a very long field goal so you can't really be that mad about him missing it but overall it was a pretty good game obviously I want to cover this topic just for the fact that both of these teams are you know in the wild card hunt and currently are potentially in the playoffs as of today in the NFC so obviously I really wanted to cover this game Um, now it started off really fast but you know, in the second and third quarter, it kind of slowed way down. And then, obviously, the Giants gave up that crucial um, touchdown late, late in the game that sent it to overtime. So credit to the commanders who, you know, scored that very late uh, touchdown in the uh, in the fourth quarter. But, obviously, these two teams are going to be facing each other again in two weeks. I believe the Giants face the Eagles next week. And then after that, in week 15, the Giants and Washington Commanders play again. So obviously, Commanders are very hot. They Coming into this game, they were like 6-1 and one in their last seven games. Um, the Giants really needed this win as they are, you know, I think they have potentially one of the hardest schedules in the NFL um, from like week 12 on. So they really needed this win. But obviously they tied, so it's not the worst thing in the world, but you'd love to see the win. Um, and then we have the 4 o'clock game. Now, if you didn't watch this, pretty good game. It was the Cincinnati Bengals edge out the Kansas City Chiefs. So obviously the Kansas City Chiefs traveled to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals for the first time since they knocked the Chiefs out in the AFC Championship game last year that sent Cincinnati to the Super Bowl. Now, what was kind of weird is the score and the outcome of this game was the same score as the overtime game in the AFC Championship last game, last year. So the Bengals edge out the Chiefs 27-24, like I said, same you know score as it was last year. And Joe Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes right now. He's on a three-game win streak. No quarterback has done that so far. Brady was obviously 2-0, but or he was on a two-game win streak, but Joe Burrow, he's doing really well. And I think Cincinnati's really putting themselves towards the top of that AFC, and I think they're probably going to win this division. I think they're going to win their division just for the fact that Lamar, Lamar Jackson if he misses potentially one or two games, that's probably at least one loss. Obviously, Cincinnati is getting red hot at the perfect time. Um, they're they're really starting to pick up steam, and they're starting to show why they were so good last year. So I think Kansas City is going to win their division, and they are not actually the bye anymore. They don't have the bye. It is back to... The uh, Bills, obviously the Bills beat Miami. They beat Kansas City. So 
the Bills are back to the number one seed in the AFC. So let's just cover the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, he really struggled in the first half. He really did. And even though Kansas City really struggled in the first half, they were only down by like four points going into halftime. And coming out of halftime, going into that third quarter, they were red hot. They really scored very quickly. And they actually uh, put out a lead against the Bengals. But obviously, they struggled in the fourth quarter and couldn't close the game out as Cincinnati edged them out 27-24. Joe Burrow slowly solidifying himself as a top three QB in the league. I'd put, you know... Mahomes, Burrow, and whoever you want to put as that like number three quarterback. But I think Joe Burrow is the second best quarterback in the league right now. Like who who else could you say is playing better than Joe Burrow right now? You go through each division. You go through, you know, Josh Allen is the name that comes to mind, but they've, you know, ever since like week nine, week ten, they've just really struggled. So this potentially could be the you know battle, the Manning Brady battle that we had, and this could potentially be the next great AFC you know quarterback battle. We all kind of gave in and thought it was the Bills, but this could potentially be a three-headed monster of a battle for the next you know couple of years, barring any horrific injuries. Because who in the AFC? has you know as good quarterback play as the Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs. Nobody. You go through each division, Lamar Jackson's good, but it feels like he kind of peaked and you know what you see is what you get and he's not on the same level as those guys. Sean Watson obviously he was a top five quarterback when he last played, but he looked awful against Houston yesterday. And there's no quarterbacks even in the NFC because the NFC is even weaker than the AFC. There's no quarterbacks that are like, wow, that guy is on the level of Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. There is nobody close right now. Nobody close. Herbert is good, but the jury's still out on Herbert. I think Herbert's a great quarterback, but obviously, you know, he has to make the playoffs and... He can continue to be Superman, but at the end of the day, he's got to win games in order to be considered a top quarterback in that class with Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. Um, Back to the Cincinnati Chiefs game. Obviously, Mahomes played pretty well. Burrow played great. Um, Obviously, Cincinnati wasn't even at full strength. They were still missing uh, Joe Mixon, who narrowly missed uh the cut with the concussion protocol he didn't get cleared so p ryan played i forget his first name but p ryan is a excellent backup for that team i think when joe mixon comes back they're probably gonna you know split reps between mixon and uh p ryan just for the fact that p ryan gives them that second dimension running back that mixon can't give them i think p ryan kind of he gives him more of a power, you know, a power back feel to it for that team, which is really good because I think Mixon's more of a shifty, you know, running back who 
he's either going to go no yards or he's going to go to the house. And I think P. Ryan is kind of the, you know, third and fourth down running back that your team really wants to get, you know, on those short yards, third and fourth down plays to get that short yardage. So I think P. Ryan, it's kind of a, you know, bittersweet thing that Mixon's been out for the last couple of weeks, but P. Ryan has really come into his own and shown that he is a excellent second, you know, backup running back behind Joe Mixon. I think this could be a potential two-headed monster at the running back position. Now, speaking of the running back position, I think Kansas City is also, you know, I don't think the running back position is as good as Cincinnati, but I do think that their running back situation is pretty good in uh, Kansas City as, you know, Pacheco is really emerging as a great running back. He is fast, and he's a great receiving back. Um, obviously, you have McKinnon, who's the backup running back right now. He is a great receiving back. Also, he's kind of a Pacheco, but not as good. And then, obviously, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who was a first-round pick a couple of years ago, he's on IR, but he will be coming back in like week like 15 or 16, so he'll be nice and fresh to play. I wouldn't even rush Claude Edwards-Alaire back um, to like week 16, week 17. And so he could be fresh for the playoffs. So both of these teams have really, you know, added running back depth that we didn't know they needed. And obviously earlier in Mahomes' career, he didn't have a big, you know, running back presence besides Kareem Hunt for, you know, the first, you know, couple games, like first half of that, his you know, first playing season. And he's uh, he's kind of getting that now. So I think that's great. And then we have our last topic. This is just a little micro topic. Um, it's, it's bittersweet news. Actually, it's, it's all pretty much bitter news. So we obviously had a couple quarterbacks go down with injuries yesterday. We had Lamar Jackson go down with a knee injury. He is projected and it is assumed that he's going to miss a couple weeks but he is not going to miss the year so the Ravens can still make the playoffs and they probably still will unless Lamar Jackson misses like a month and gets put on IR so that really sucks they still they still beat the Broncos even though they scored 10 points um Tyler Huntley did a pretty good job but obviously sucks for Lamar because he really is trying to get that contract extension but good news is it's not a you know season-ending injury. Trevor Lawrence had a more gruesome injury, and I'm not sure how he came back and continued to play that game. Um, so if you didn't see, I would you know hesitate watching it. Um, I watched it; it was a little bit uh, gruesome. So Trevor Lawrence's foot, he dropped back. And his shoe actually got stuck in the turf at Ford Field in Detroit. And obviously he got sacked because his shoe got stuck. And it was a gruesome leg injury. And Trevor Lawrence was, you know, grabbing his leg. And somehow, like, you know, a couple minutes later, he's back in the game playing. And from what Trevor Lawrence was screaming, you could tell he was screaming because it was hurting when he got taken out. And he comes back a couple minutes later. So I, I I have no words, but 
Trevor Lawrence, that's awesome that he didn't get injured because I really thought that was going to be a really gruesome injury that he was going to miss the rest of the year with. Um, and then obviously the main topic, which it sucks because I actually was, I would have posted about this and wrote about it if um, the news came out earlier, but Jimmy Garoppolo is out for the season with a broken foot. So now the NFC is completely wide open. I think this is going to come down to three teams in the NFC now. I think it's the Vikings, Cowboys, and Eagles. Those are the three teams that I can only see winning it out of the NFC. Because the Cowboys, they destroyed the Colts last night, particularly on defense. The Eagles mowed over the Titans yesterday, 35-10. to And then obviously you have the Vikings, who I think the Vikings are slowly... You know, becoming pretenders, not contenders. And it's it kind of sucks because I think they actually peaked early in the season because um, they're kind of struggling these last couple weeks. But just for the fact of talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, it really sucks that the Niners aren't going to, you know, they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't... Their Super window was done for the year. Um, obviously, Trey Lance was was out after like week two or week three um, with his, you know, ankle injury and foot injury. And then obviously Jimmy Garoppolo just got a season ending broken foot. So I think you're going to see a world where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to sign a two-year deal with probably one of the New York teams, possibly. Um, I think the Giants could probably use, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or the Jets and I think it it really sucks because Jimmy Garoppolo is a great quarterback I think he's like 13th best quarterback in the league but he just can't stay healthy he's just he's one of those guys he just can't stay healthy and it really sucks to see that so with Jimmy G probably going to a team like what I think is going to happen is this offseason he's going to sign a two-year deal with a team who doesn't have a great quarterback situation. And, you know, they're going to, that team, they signed Jimmy G to the two-year deal. And then, you know, next, you know, not this year's upcoming draft class, the next year that has Caleb Williams and all those other quarterbacks, they're going to draft, you know, him sit behind Jimmy G for a year. And then Jimmy G is going to be back on the free agent market after two years. So, it really sucks because coming into yesterday's game, there was actually reports of the Niners wanting to actually bring back Jimmy G in a long-term deal again and kind of, you know, redo this whole situation again. And it sucks because Jimmy G wanted to come back as well because the report was the Niners and Jimmy G potentially wanted to do a long-term deal while Trey Lance was still on his rookie contract and, you know, run it back because this Niners team is a Super Bowl contender for the next, you know, two years. So it really sucks to see Jimmy G go down, but obviously that just opens up the NFC even more. So I think now, instead of having four teams, it's going to come down to the Vikings, Eagles, and Cowboys. I think that's... I think you're going to live in... We're going to be living in a world where the NFC is going to be very, very weak. 
And it's basically going to come down to the bloodbath in the AFC versus a team just coasting into, you know, the Super Bowl in the NFC. So obviously that was my takeaways from NFL week 13. Obviously it was a great week. We didn't cover the Niners and um, Dolphins game, but um, it's all right. We'll cover it eventually, potentially. And uh, I appreciate you listening. Obviously have a great weekend and uh, peace.